Corporate Thought, the podcast where we talk about everything from food to family to music to the life of entrepreneurship and anything and everything else that makes life worth living. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome to Corporate Thought. I'm Mark Marling. Today is the last of our special summer episodes where my co-host is my daughter, Annalie Marling. I hope you enjoy this last special episode. Hey, Annalie. Hi, Papa. I'm glad you're uh, here for one final episode with me. It's the last one. It's the last one. That also means that the summer is flying by. Yuck. Yuck. I know we've been talking a lot lately about school and whether school's going to resume this fall and what it's going to look like. Um, I know right now you're thinking about about tryouts for volleyball. Do you think that's going to actually happen? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, knowing the school, they'll find a way they'll find to a way. make sports happen. Well, that's good, right? Yeah. So that's at least something to look forward to. That also means the summer's really drawing to a close. That is true. So what do you have to do about uh, getting ready for, like, given that you have COVID, given that you're not doing summer volleyball, um, I guess it's just like solo practice? I mean, what do you do? Like to practice for volleyball? Yeah, given that you haven't been playing on a team all summer. Um, practice with you or use the wall of our house and not break a window. Yeah, don't break a window. I won't. So that's not nearly as, as much fun, I guess, right? Yeah, I also have to read my three summer reading books. Well, <laughs> this is a rough <laughs> life you lead, let me tell you, kid. Yeah. Let's see, you uh, went to the Grand Canyon. You spent weeks of your summer in Colorado. Um, I mean, it's not exactly been been completely rough. Yeah, I mean, no. It's, <laughs> it's not rough. It's just like I miss friends. So now I get to hang out with them, and then we have school, and it's a bunch of unknowns. Yeah, what's it going to be like sitting in class all day long with a mask on? Hopefully not as bad as an airplane ride with a mask on. Yeah, that's pretty, That's it's, it's a bit miserable, isn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, we'll get used to it. Our bodies will adapt. Ah, good point. Maybe we all just need those, like, plastic spit shields instead of the, instead of the, the cloth mask. What if we just walk around with plastic, like... Well, then you could still breathe from b- up a behind, like underneath the. Like, are you talking about like the headband thing that has like a guard in front of your face? Yeah, haven't you seen some of those? Well, yeah, but like people still wear the like the mask underneath that, because like the air can go underneath the shield. I guess so. I mean, the problem is that still they don't even know. They, I mean, everything is hopefully designed to make things better, but you don't really know what what's what right and what's gonna solve the problem exactly hopefully somebody's got some smart brains on this (laughs) yeah but if not we're all just we're all just doomed annalee um hopefully not i don't really like being doomed i don't like being put in that situation (laughs) that's a bit pessimistic i'm sorry (laughs) please don't do that ever again okay i won't be pessimistic so actually i don't know if you know this but i went uh, part of what I did the other day was I, I attended a um, Tony Robbins um, conference. Do you know what that is? No idea. No idea. Okay. Well, um, he's, I guess, a motivational, I don't think he's a motivational speaker. Um, I, mean, I think part of him is that, but I think he really just tries to um, 
sets your brain into a different state so that you can uh, potentially achieve more because you don't have limiting beliefs and you you take some of those what I call squirrels in your head you know those 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 negative thoughts that we all tend to have sometimes from time to time and recognize them for what they are and push them out of your brain to make room for positive thoughts and, and positive reinforcement instead of negative thoughts yeah that sounds hard <laughs> you think well yeah because like you know you're surrounded by like negative thoughts at least i am but isn't positive i mean having having more positive thoughts is is certainly a step in the right direction right yeah because when i think of a situation i immediately think what's the negative going to be like what's the worst possible outcome of the situation and you are way too young and have way too many positive things in your future to be to be already so jaded. Yeah, I just get worried. It's okay, though. Is that the guy who you send us videos of? No, no, that's Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh. So Gary V. Yeah, he, he's, he's different uh, in and of himself, but I will share with you some, some things from uh, Tony Robbins. Maybe in the future you can go to one of, the, of his seminars with me because they're really... Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, um, because I think he, I think some people who've never been to one of his things tend to have a, a bit of a negative impression. Um, but he has counseled, I think he said, every uh, currently living president and several who have passed away. Um, he counsels a bunch of um, athletes, you know, pro athletes and um, uh, celebrities and others and uh, works with a variety of people and then works with like you know millions of of people around the world to again like just change change your mindset a little bit that's really what he's doing he's not he's not motivating you so much as 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 teaching you how to motivate yourself you wore a mask right yes i was on it was all virtual oh okay it was all virtual so yeah i have not been in the uh just like you i have Kept myself uh, masked up in all uh, all situations that require it. People listening, wear your mask. <laughs> there you go. Brought to you by uh, by Annalie Marlin. Fifteen year old prodigy. <laughs> See, smart, smart, smart girl. <laughs> so, anyway, so school's coming back, and uh, that means summer's going to draw to a close. But I also, I actually think you and your sister are kind of looking forward to going back to school. Yeah. I mean, this summer, I wish I could have done more because, like, next summer I'll probably be working or something. But, I mean, I am looking forward to go back to see friends because, like, you can change all in a whole summer. So, do you think you think that you have changed this summer? No, oh, I don't know. I think I'm still the same person. I think you are, too. So I don't think I changed that much if I did. No, I mean, but you... Did you uh did you pick up any additional or new new skills this summer? I can ride my bike without using like holding my handlebars and I think that's pretty cool. There you go. That's one skill. And I can play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the piano. See? I can't do that. Yeah, I'm the musical prodigy in the family. Oh. By playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the piano. I'm 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 highly impressed. The bar is set low, it's okay. <laughs> to start. Yeah, you still want to learn how to play bass guitar, right? Yes. You've got other things you want to do. And you do some, I mean, I know you're already a talented artist, but you did you did some art as well. Yes, I did. So that's, that's good. But, of course, there is a car outside that you can't drive because you have not spent any time uh, studying for your learner's permit. I will study. 
<laughs> you will study. It's summer right now. I don't want to study. Like, the opposite of summer is school, and that's what studying is. Okay. In my view. Gotcha. That's fair enough. I just... I, I will do it. I have it pulled up on the computer. Just... I just got to get a mindset. Gotcha. And I, and I know that uh, last week or this past weekend, you did some baking, and you've been doing some more cooking in general, right? Yes, I have. So do you, I mean, I love cooking. Uh, for me, it's, uh, cooking can be quite relaxing, but um, some people, it stresses out. Do you, do you like cooking? I like cooking. I think it will be fun to cook because then people know you as the cooking person and you can just make your friends food. Well, that's, I. I also, like, if you cook, because I'm vegetarian, so, like, if I cook, then I know what I'm putting in my food because I'm also kind of picky. So I can be like, this recipe says peppers, and I don't like peppers, so no peppers. <laughs> a picky vegetarian. I'm not that picky, just some things. Yeah. So what um what have you what have what have you learned to cook? Is there anything in particular? I mean I haven't I wouldn't say learned, like I know from heart, but I've been like using recipe books that we have in the house probably from you. I made like a spinach ricotta pie, which we made the crust from scratch. It was like the first time I've ever done that. And that was cool. Um, I made some like little bunt cakes that were blueberry lemon, which I really like. Because I'm not like a big lemon fan, but I like blueberry lemon for some reason. And it wasn't that lemony. So it, it, Blueberry and lemon is a nice uh, flavor combination. Yes, it is. So, and that's the other thing is I think hopefully you take some of the things that you learned how to make and then think about the flavor combinations and the flu and the and the texture profiles too of the combinations and that helps you think about like you know I don't always cook from recipes right a lot of cooking I do that is out of my head yeah I, I have a, a sense of what flavors will taste well together mm-hmm I don't know I want to get there I want to get to that point where like I could just make a whole recipe without having to like measure it out okay. Well, I think you can do you can do you that can do cooking. that not baking. Yeah, you can't. Do that. Baking is more scientific, in my opinion. Yeah, that's probably why I'm so bad at baking. <laughs> You're good. No, I don't have. I, I I'm a, I'm better at um, I am better at cooking than I am at baking. I am quite confident in my uh, in the limitations of my ability. I think you should go on Chopped. Really? Yeah. Okay. We'll make a petition. Get okay. you to go on Chopped. I don't no, because you're good at coming up with like combinations. Like if they gave you a basket and then you had like five weird random ingredients, I think you can come up with something because you're like, you're quick to think of something. Well, that's true. Um, but I don't know how, uh, I don't know that I would be successful, but that's okay. I, maybe, maybe that's a good, uh, a good goal to, to have. I have lots of, I have lots of goals and lots of ambitions at the moment, but maybe I'll add, um, uh, getting on uh, Chopped as uh, one of my future ambitions or something. Mine is to learn how to play guitar. I think that's cool. Yeah. Guitar or bass guitar or both? Both, because we have a guitar. Right. And I, I don't know how to read music or anything, so I'm kind of stepped down in that department. But, you know, I think it'd be cool. Because like, if I was in a band, I'd want to play guitar or bass or something. Those are cool instruments. Okay, so why why are they why are those the cool instruments? I don't know. I feel like, like, I feel like drums are cool, but I know that takes like a lot of work, and you gotta be. <laughs> okay, I'm asking. I feel like drums take a lot of work, 
Like, there's this kid at my school, and he plays drums, and he's, like, always practicing, and he's really good. But I feel like that takes a lot of work, and I feel like those are expensive. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, if I said I wanted to play drums, you wouldn't just go out to a store and buy me a whole set of drums. Probably not. Yeah. But we have a guitar, and I think that's cool. And I watched Lemonade Mouth the other day. and I, I don't know what Lemonade Mouth is. You don't? No, tell me. It's a Disney Channel original movie. From when I was a kid. Okay. And yeah, it's got a lot of really cool people in it. And the girl who played the bass was really cool. And so I was like, you know, if I was in a movie like that, I'd want to play the bass. All right. You have to go back because you just told me nothing about the movie. All the movie? Is- okay. It's about these kids and they all get detention. They're all at this like high school and they get to detention. It's not like a breakfast club sort of thing, but they all are in detention together. And then they all start like, there's like, they're cleaning out like a music room. And so like at the school, the musics are really like put down beneath like sports. And then so they find instruments and they just like jam out and they're and then the music teacher's like, you guys should make a really good band. And then <laughs> there's like this battle of the band sort of thing thing at the school. And there's this like other band who's really like cocky and they're like, we're going to win. We're really good. And then so they, they keep practicing to be a band. And then on the day of, like, the, like, competition, then they all are sick. And, <laughs> yeah. So is the band called Lemonade Mouth? Is yeah, they're called Lemonade Mouth because there's this lemonade machine in the basement that has this, like, really good lemonade. And so they're protesting. The one, the main guitarist, she is, like, protesting because they're taking away the lemonade machine because they got, like, a sponsorship from, like, some sort of, like, off-brand Gatorade company and um like sports drink type brand and then so they're taking away all the lemonade that like lemonade machine and so she's protesting because it's really good lemonade and then so she ends up like spitting lemonade on a mean person's face and they call her lemonade mouth and they're like that's the band name oh my goodness (laughs) you know i know you're a smart kid i know you watch a lot of really smart things that was like my favorite movie when i was younger so you can't put it down I, I, I didn't say I put it Hey, down. you watched Napoleon Dynamite, okay? Well, that's classic. That movie's so bad. We tried watching that, and I lost brain cells. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, yes. I think I'll put uh, Napoleon Dynamite up against uh, Lemonade Mouth any day of the week. Lemonade week. Mouth is a classic. <laughs> any Gen Z will know Lemonade Mouth, unless they were raised under a rock. Okay. But they won't know Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, I, they might, but they might think really badly of it. Gotcha. Fair enough. I know I know. I have subjected you, and your mother has subjected you, to all of the uh, sort of 80s movies that we watched as kids. So I guess that's fair. But I, I just tend to think that those movies, some of those movies, like the, uh, you know, the Brat Pack movies, like The Breakfast Club and others, have staying power. I'm not sure that Lemonade Mouth has staying power. I mean, I watched it the other day, so I think yes. Well, the question will be, the real question will be that someday when you have children, if you want to show them Lemonade Mouth. Oh, I'm going to make sure they watch Lemonade Mouth. But you might also have them watch things like Footloose or Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, they might, but they might be really, really confused. Why would they be really, really confused? Because they're gonna be like living in spaceships or something. I don't know what the future is. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna watch 
they're going to watch Back to the Future and they're going to be like, that didn't happen. We're in, we have that now. We're going to have like those hoverboard things now. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, I didn't know you watched Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, all of them. You've watched all of those too. Okay. Oh, there you go. I didn't, that's good. Those <laughs> are good movies. I mean, come on. You know, those are those are classics, right? Yeah. Those are classics. I don't think Lemonade Mouth counts as a classic. It will be. It will be. Okay. I don't know. I watched it. What other, um, are there other movies of, of that, that of your generation that you think, I mean, I know the other day I caught you and your sister watching this um, Disney sing along with the Descendants or something. Like it's just, oh my gosh, it just makes me want to like, yeah. Well, it was, it was just like with classic Disney songs. Like there was, there's that one. And then there's the one with like all like Disney movies, like, like Beauty and the Beast or like Ariel or something. Okay. But that was just because we were watching Colonel Mines and there was a lot of murder and we needed some sing-song happiness. Some happiness to offset the uh, serial killers that you normally watch. Yes. Gotcha. I'm sure there are some parents who, there's some people who are probably listening to this and going, I can't believe he lets his, his kids watch um, Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds is a really good show. You should watch it. Well, I'll just say, in, in fact, Criminal Minds has been one of the things that's like an impetus for you for like pursuing a career, right? I mean, you've talked about wanting to be an FBI agent partially because you've gotten interested in criminology from watching crime shows. Yeah, but I also know that it's like part of it's fake because it looks like every week they got they solve like two cases, but it's probably like they solve three a year. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I, again, but if you take it with that, it's with that still grain of inspiring. Salt, yeah, if you take it with a grain of salt, but it's got you thinking about a career path, right? Yep. So that's not so bad, at least. Who knows what you might what you might do with it? You don't have to pursue that, but it's something to think about. Yeah, I, I don't think that when I was, um, you know, your age, that I had any idea of what I wanted to do with my life. Well, that makes me feel way better. Well, if it makes you feel even better than that, so you were a chef. Well, now I'm even that much older, you know, and I still don't know what I. I mean. Now I'm in my late 40s, and I still don't know what I want to do with my life. So how about that? Well, you still had a good career. Yeah, I've had, I've had, oh, absolutely. I've had jobs, and I've been building a career, but I've not. But I'm still, <laughs> but I'm still always in, I'm still always moving for what's next or the future or something else, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not, someone asked me if I made a certain amount of money, would I just want to retire? And I said, absolutely not. I can't ever see myself, um, retiring from working because my life and my work really go hand in hand. I really think that they're kind of that I, all I'm doing is living my life and my life includes a part of my life, which is everything from podcasting to riding a bike to cooking to, you know, earning money by doing consulting in shipping and transportation and in leadership and other things that, that, uh, I bring to the table. I was yeah, I was gonna say if you even if you did retire, you'd still probably be like an old man on this podcast, talking to the people. <laughs> Where did the old man part come up? Well, I figure you'd retire when you're old. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to suggest that I would. No, no, no. You are a young man. Okay, I'm just checking. I thought you were like, uh, kind of like uh, throwing me out. Uh, I'm not throwing point. you under the bus. Okay, just making making sure. Is that fair? It's fair, but you still thought it. 
Well, I thought it based on what you said. You right. thought it. Your words, not mine. Oh, okay. So you think these are these are limiting beliefs that I'm old. I I don't feel old. I don't think you're old. Okay. Oh, nor do I. So there you go. I'm sure again, there's a bunch of people going, "Oh yeah, you're old." If That's you're old, then you would be scared of more scared of the virus. Oh, okay. Fair enough. There, I guess that's a that's a fair way to look at it. I'm not afraid of the virus. Like you're I, afraid of it, but like not like really fearful. Like you'll I still step outside. I believe that I am. Um, I am cautious. Cautious and scared are two very different things. I think I'm. I think that there's. I I recognize when it's worth taking a risk or a chance, and when it makes more sense to take a little bit of precautions. I don't think putting a mask on is um, is too much to ask. And the the benefit outweighs the the uncomfort. How about that? Yes, wear your mask. I do a lot more uncomfortable things than uh, than 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 wear a mask, right? I mean, hell, when when I was li- when I was younger. Oh, Emily, now you're sounding old. You're going back when I was your age. No, when <laughs> I was younger, we didn't wear seatbelts in cars. I knew that. Yeah, I still. I mean, I know you and your sister always wear seatbelts, which is great. And I do if I'm in the front seat, but I don't always put them on in the back seat, which I should, I'm sure. But it just doesn't come natural to me. To wear a seatbelt? In the back seat of a car. So if you get into a taxi and someone else is driving that you don't know, you, would, you wouldn't you would wear a seatbelt? I mean, taxi is different because like, sometimes you don't wear a seatbelt if you're going to a quick stop. I don't know. Just one of those things. I don't tend to think about it. Okay. Which I probably should. I mean, in fairness, but it doesn't. It, it again, the 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 benefit certainly outweighs the uncomfort, right? Sure. But are there things that you do that you find are that you um, that you either make a decision or you don't make something because again, does the benefit outweigh the 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 discomfort, like like the mask wearing type of concept? I don't think so. I just. Do whatever you guys tell us to do. And I think that's normally the right thing. Okay. I don't know. I well, wear a seatbelt. Sure. I didn't have to be I didn't mean the seatbelt example. I just meant there were other things in your life that you think of that you'd say, Well, I should do this, but I don't want to, or you you know, you do a little bit of, of weighing the the options and what the impact do you think about the impact of your decision making, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, maybe I should shower every night, but is yes. that like it? Like, but I shower every other day. No, what I mean, I, I guess. I don't. I mean, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I'm not suggesting showering. I'm talking about like, you know, I should do my homework today because if I don't do it today, then I have to do it tomorrow, and I'm going to be backed up. Or if I don't do my laundry right now, then I'm not going to have any. I'm not going to have a you know clean clothes to wear. But I don't really feel like doing it. So you know, like those kind of decision making about when you do something versus the impact that it has in your life later because you didn't do it now okay maybe like Khan Academy like we have to do 40 minutes a day of like SAT prep and I didn't do mine today because I was hanging out with friends so then tomorrow I'll have to do more time or I can like bump it to Saturday so like I keep that in mind like you should have gotten up this morning and just knocked it out and been done with it. I woke up at seven I was just tired yeah but that's the but those kinds of decision making I think is what I'm talking about like yeah I, I try if it's if it's faster to just do it than to think about it, right? Then I just do it. It's been like um, I know you don't really use email, but um, those of us who still use a lot of email, don't I, spread that. Don't spread that. Like, don't spread that gossip. 
I use email for school, and that's it. Okay, but what I'm saying is I get a lot of email. And so if I don't answer that email or deal with that email, it backs up. And then I all of a sudden have a lot of email that adds uh, some stress and anxiety in my life. And I've been trying to get my email and keep it under control. So I've trained myself that if I can just handle it when I see it the first time, then I either answer it, delete it, do whatever I need to do with it, process it, if you will, and limit only projects that are going to take an inordinate amount of time do I not handle on the spot when I open the email. But it also means I try not to open my email instantaneously when it comes in. I try to wait and only check my email a few times a day and then sort of manage my projects and my work that way so that I can I can feel more accomplished because I think this concept of um, multitasking doesn't really work. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Like when I had a paper I had to do and I had to do a story about like a time in my life and like I had to like draw something from it and stuff and I waited last minute. And I completely got super stressed out and super like I got my anxiety was just up there. And then so I because I, I couldn't come up with a story because I have a pretty boring life. Not that that's bad, but like I, don't think I couldn't come up with a story. And so I like crying tears emailed my teacher and she was like, hey, use this as your story. So use what is your story? Like just like my anguish trying to come up with a story <laughs> as my story so your story became the story of your anguish yes okay and then good. and then i took that and then i wrote my fellows i had to write an essay to get into a fellows which is really it's like only six students in each grade get in and then you're it's like a program you're in and i had to write a book review about a book i made up that i would read so I'd essentially like make up a book and write a book review for it for like the book that doesn't exist. Yep. And so I knew that this was like really stressful. And so I like stay I like took it out over like four days to write it to make sure I had like enough time before I had to submit it and everything, just so I wouldn't feel super stressed because like just like attacking it, I wasn't sure how to attack it. So I learned from my mistake. So do you think that, um, I, I've thought a lot about this, that schools, beyond giving you the, the, you know, the reading, writing, science, math type stuff, they should be teaching you skills on handling workload, skills on you know, how, how, to, how to manage these things, to, to nip procrastination in the bud, if you will, or other things so that you will that you can carry on with you like they're not the they're not the basic learning blocks they're more life skills of that forward yeah yeah definitely so i'd you, need that is, is your school do a good job of that um i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't say like they try to do it like if they do it then it's just because i don't want to be behind because it's very like fast-paced like you got to do it and then you have another like you've got like three quizzes a week and a test or something and so you don't like I w I'm scared about getting sick because I wouldn't want to like miss a day of notes and miss a day of like the poten potential quiz or test or homework and stuff that I'd have to keep up with so I tend to try not to get pr I mean I might get procrastinated but I get it done in the end right so in the alternative um, I would ask you do you think those are skills that your parents should teach you or impart on you like and there's not a knock on 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 grandma on you know on my mom but uh and she taught there's a lot of life skills that she taught me and and my sister 
but at the same time, I think a lot of these other pieces I learned on my own. I don't, I don't think I learned some of this from either emulating my mom or from what I learned at home. I think there's a lot of life skills in that in those world that I picked up even later in life. Um, but I'm wondering if you know if your mom and I uh, should be doing a, a a better job or spending more time in those areas. And it's you know pretty pretty serious stuff, but I think about it for you and your sister and you know and and your generation in, in general to be more successful. Um, I know there's a lot of people who think that the millennials were were maybe coddled too much by their parents, right? That they that um, those parents like did so much for them that they that they don't do as much. And I, I think that's a generalization. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think there's isolated cases probably in every generation, but um, I do feel like you that your generation has got more um, more on the ball that way, and you're expected to do more. But if we don't prepare you and give you the skills to tackle those things, then then we might be making life more complicated. That was long. Wow, sorry. Sorry, I spoke too much. No, was, no, I'll, I'll no. I'll get up the soapbox now, Annalie. You go. <laughs> it's okay. One, you guys are really good parents, so. I was not looking you for don't a have, pat on the back. There's your pat on the back. Two, like, you I mean, you had to grow up faster as a kid, just like your situation. But, I mean, I think parents should help. I don't think they should, like, I don't think, I wouldn't say spoiled kids, but, like, I think you got to figure things out for yourself a bit too. Like I think that's good for your future to figure out what works for you and what's good for you. But I think help is good or like guidance putting putting you and pointing you in the direction that you should go. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is I think that's very true. And um because I haven't said it on this podcast, but I'm never afraid to to talk about these things um to make it a little bit clear something that you just said so you said my situation so um yeah so you know my dad was murdered your grandfather was murdered when um long long before you were born you know i was only 11 years old and and my sister was only nine years old and so i was expected to grow up very fast and take a lot of responsibility that other kids my age certainly didn't have certainly more responsibility than you and your sister had when you were 11 uh, and, and good for you. I mean, you should get to be a kid more. So I, I assume that's what you meant. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I think that you do have a lot of responsibility in your life. And uh, taking, uh, t- you know, being responsible and learning learning all of that and not sloughing it off it is also important. I like the word sloughing. <laughs> you like the word sloughing. sloughing it off. Never heard that before. Slacking? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I like sloughing it off. Um, I think that's like sloughing is, I'm going to look it up now, but I'm pretty sure sloughing is, it's related to like dead skin. You slough off dead skin. Okay. I thought you just made that up on the spot. So yeah, props I, to you for remembering a cool word. <laughs> okay. Good. Word of the day, sloughing. Yes. Sloughed. I will. To slough. To I, I, I will. I will look it up. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think responsibility. Like, you gotta, you gotta do something. Like, you shouldn't have other people just like hand you stuff on a platter. You gotta take responsibility in action. And do you do you feel like you do? I think I do a bit, but I know I have. I mean, I have a lot of it easy. Like, I mean, we just like we're like 
wash we just started washing dishes for ourselves and i know that like a couple weeks ago so like i know yeah a lot of people have been doing that for a while but i think we're learning stuff along the way too you do your own laundry i do my own laundry you cook more of your meals for yourself than you used to yes I don't know about Emerson, but she likes making, like, macaroni and cheese in a mug. So I don't know if that counts as cooking for yourself. But she'll be set for college. She'll have the skills to... For microwave uh, food. Microwaves and hot plates, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I'll be ramen because I can make my own ramen. Right. And, and actually, you stay away from the, the really cheap uh, styrofoam containers. No, no. I make it, like, with noodles and broth and stuff. Well, that's good. You're not... You're not. You're not completely. Yeah. When, you, trust me, in college, when you're when you're eating um, the ramen that costs like fifty cents in the styrofoam sodium. Cup, yeah, up that's there. Not, that stuff's not good for you. Maybe you can avoid doing that. Yeah, I'll be able to cook for myself, hopefully. Yeah. So those are the good. Those are you know doing your own laundry, doing you know cooking for yourself. Those are those are some basic adulting skills that uh, are good to start to pick up for sure. Yep. And, and being responsible for doing your work. And that's what I always tell you and your sister, you know, that school is your is your job, right? So I do expect you guys to do a good job at school and do the and do the work involved for that reason. Yes. And I don't think that's I don't think that's too ridiculous of an ask. No, it's not. So but you know, I guess every, every, everyone probably looks at those things differently and I'm sure you see differently even in, in school. Yeah, I mean, like, there's different situations and family and expectations in school. Yeah, fair enough. So you mentioned before about being a vegetarian, and, um, you know, we did... I'm not a vegetarian, though I eat a decent amount of vegetarian meals because... You live with us, you live... Because <laughs> you, cause you guys are vegetarians, right? So yeah. I a, you know, a decent amount of, 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 of vegetarians in my, in my life. So what is the... Um, but you, I was going to say, you and I did spend some time doing uh, the vegan diet. Yes. Uh, back in January. The whole month, people. The whole month vegan. And what what did you miss from it? What was the thing that, that, that bothered you the most? Okay. Um, I missed cheese, but, like, at the end, it wasn't... I mean, being vegetarian, I don't miss meat. I mean, I've been one for, like, four years, three years. I don't know. So it's it's been a while, but, like, I don't miss meat anymore. But, like, being vegan, at the beginning, yeah, I missed, like, like, I don't, we don't drink milk, but I missed, like, products with milk and with eggs that I would normally have, and I missed, like, cheese, but, I mean, I used to have maybe, like, a piece of toast and cheese on it for breakfast, and then I noticed, like, when we got off of it, then I wouldn't gravitate towards that anymore. Do you think you missed it? So, I think sometimes we miss things because... Um, we're told we can't have them, so then they become more important to us. Like, do you think you would have missed it if you just didn't think about it, or do you think you missed it because you were, oh, I can't eat cheese, now I really want cheese? I think I missed it more because we had it in the house, and we had two other people in the house eating it and eating stuff I would have normally wanted to eat and would have eaten while I was eating my vegan whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I think that was part of it. Like, it was like, I could see it was here. Like, it's not like out of my way no distractions yeah so yeah so you're you know when you're eating and and your mom and your sister are eating differently than you are then that that becomes a factor for you i guess yeah i mean i don't feel that way about meat like when you eat meat because like it 
doesn't like I don't <laughs> crave meat or anything anymore. Right. So. Right. Okay. Well, fair enough. I was just I was just kind of curious if uh, if you wanted to go and try doing the the vegan thing with me again. I would do it again, but I'd probably pick a particular month. And also, I could probably do it if we go back to school and we bring our own lunches to school. But if we were at school and like school food, then it would probably be really hard. I mean, not like super hard, but like being vegetarian is harder enough. Right. But again, I think that's, I really do believe that a lot of these things we make hard on ourselves because we set expectations, right? So we go to restaurants that have meat, all of a sudden finding something vegetarian to eat is harder. If you only ate out at vegetarian restaurants or if you eat your meals at home, it's really not that hard to do it, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's like everything else that we do. If every day of your life from the time you were born, you had to wear a mask, you wouldn't be worried. right? You Mask wearing right now would not be so bothersome. True. Because it would just be part of life. But instead, you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to put this thing on and take it off. And it's just complicated, right? It's, it's, it's the human difficulty. It's that adaption piece. It's not, it doesn't come natural. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I miss, like, it's, it's hard eating out at, like, restaurants. Like, you got to look up the menu beforehand to see if, like, there's something that you would eat or there's options even. And it's, like, it's always awkward, like, asking for something, like, oh, can you take out the chicken or something, like, for substitutions. I mean, it's better these days than definitely, like, when my mom was a kid and she was vegetarian, but it's just harder. Like, that's the only thing I kind of miss about being me, like, eating meat is, like, I wouldn't have to, like, tell a friend before I go to their house, like, hey, like, I'm vegetarian. Like, it's almost like a, like a allergy or something. Right. So, fair enough. That's, that. That all that all adds up to it. But in any event, well, when you're ready, let me know and we'll try it again. Yeah. I think it's. I think a lot of things are easier now. I think that you see. I think although you guys still like junk food and stuff, but I actually think there's yes. There's a lot of more healthy options that are maybe available right now than there have been in the last few years, and I think there's a general um, consideration towards healthier food than has been around for some time. Yeah, definitely. In my mind, I could be wrong. No, I think so too. So, well, Annalie, I appreciate you doing one of the, one more of these episodes with me before we get back to the regular um, schedule. And are you still doing your other podcast? Yes, Ketchup Sesh, and we're actually going to talk about. Well, I'm filming it tomorrow, but or today. This comes out Wednesday. I'm filming it Wednesday, <laughs> so. Um, we're, we're actually talking about Disney movies. So if you want to hear more about Lemonade Mouth, then you can listen to Ketchup Sesh podcast. Or watch it. Cause it's or on watch YouTube. it. It's on YouTube, too. YouTube. You can see yeah. our beautiful faces. Yeah. Do you think that's better? By the way, let me ask you. Do you think it's better to, to have the um, to be on YouTube than just on the like on the podcast? Do you think? I think it's helpful for some people. Like, who want, who, like, I have friends who, like, miss my face, so they go watch it or s- listen to it. And I, I, th- I like it because, I mean definitely with us sometimes since we're new at podcasting then we'll like do facial expressions or like hand movements or something and i think it's funnier if you actually watch it and like alexandra my co-host she will like edit some stuff so you get like pictures and there's like links you can click of stuff we've talked about and everything too 
Yeah, she puts a lot of work into the editing. I'm I'm much more like whatever you whatever we record goes up pretty much with very little very little editing. <laughs> yeah, but Ketchup Sesh podcast. If you wanna listen to two teenage girls ramble about life and movies, I like it. <laughs> very cool. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you doing this. Oh, this is no problem. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. So that was my last episode with Anna Lee Marling. As she mentioned, she also has her continuing podcast with Alexandra Kerr called The Ketchup Sesh. Please check it out. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, returning to the regular conversations with entrepreneurs and thought leaders. So be sure to check it out and please subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Thanks so much.